what's going on? Welcome to week two of the Always Race Day podcast here from 712 Media. Thanks to everybody who listened week one. We hope you're back. The number one thing we need from you. We're not asking for your money, nothing like that. We need you to tell your friends. Tell your friends, tell your family, anyone who's involved in racing. Number one thing you can do for us is word of mouth. And with that, uh, Connor Ferguson comes in. He's had a busy weekend. Uh, man, it was a Connor. It was a good racing weekend. I I started on Thursday. I went with that three day uh, late model show in Davenport and I eighty, uh, which is near and dear to my heart. Had the Outlaws Friday night and Saturday night was crazy. At NASCAR, uh, Knoxville was nuts. This is a good weekend. How are you, my friend? Yeah, man, part for the course, uh, just a ton of stuff coming together on the weekend, and I, I loved what I saw this weekend for the most part, and I enjoyed it. Knoxville was dope. I don't know what you want to start with, but there's so many cool little, uh, I don't want to say nicks and crannies, that makes me sound old. Uh, there's a lot of cool aspects of the weekend. I thought uh, locally, I mean, we have a pretty regional and national audience, so I don't want to spend too much but i i thought that championship night at knoxville was tough to top i mean if you if you tuned in for the 360 and the 410 feature with in the i thought that the announcing crew at knoxville did a really good job of keeping us abreast on the point situation yeah they were they were fantastic and that was the first uh, knoxville like track championship night i've ever watched in my life because last year it got canceled after the uh, COVID outbreak at Nationals. Uh, and then the year before, I wasn't as in tune with it as I am now. And, uh, yeah, I just seen Davey Heskin win it. And he had, he went from 10th to 3rd to it was incredible. clinch that. It was fantastic. I was – I was I mean, I like, I like Brownie a lot. But I was pretty heavily rooting for Heskin, though. I, I, I know his wife. It's a long story, but – he was on my radio show this week and just like the David versus Goliath type of feel with Heskin. And I mean, he's not doing this for a living in any capacity. He's just a guy who's got a family history with it. He drives to Knoxville from Minnesota every week. Like I just, he's got, I, the, he's got a hard Minnesota accent too. Yeah. I, I thought it was really cool. And honestly, that was his, I, and I'm going to try and get Davey here on the pod this week. I thought that that watched him race for 10 years now. I I'd like to ask him if that was as hard as he's ever driven the last 10 laps of that race, maybe five laps of that race. Like, cause you, as you noted, the, he's not usually a gunner. He's just kind of a consistent stay out of trouble. Top tens accumulation, like how he won the championship. He hauled ass the last five yeah. laps of that race. Oh yeah. It was great to watch. And I want to get this for the people that don't understand, like, how big that was or how impactful that was. There hasn't been a guy that's won the Knoxville track championship without any wins since 1970. And that was his second podium of the entire season. That's what that is. is like, that's old fashioned NASCAR points racing that I fucking love because if you're not in the top five, some of these guys are like, Oh man, shit race for me, but you keep grinding and you get from, you know, maybe you're sitting 12th and you get up to ninth in the closing laps of a middle race in July. And that like will end up building up and salvaging you 
a much better points finish than if you just get discouraged and get off the track or something like that. That's how you like win a world of allies championship. And now, you know, we saw it at Knoxville last night. Oh, that was cool. Um, he, and watching his reaction after the race, I mean, he, he couldn't even talk. He was bawling, which I love. He hugged, he hugged everyone in victory lane before doing that interview. That was sweet. Pretty neat stuff. Pretty neat stuff. Yeah. So that was fun. I, I really enjoyed that. I, I was really into, I told you the world of outlaws late model. There was some, uh, where Devin Moran was really good all weekend, but then our guy, uh, Bobby Pierce got into Chris Madden late in that race. And I'm pretty sure that Madden would have picked a fight if it was, if they were both out of it, I I thought we were going to have a Tyler Bobby Pierce situation in that one. Always loves everyone, everyone hates this Bobby Pierce guy. I don't get <laughs> Well, did you see the wreck? I didn't know. I have not gone back and okay. watched the replay yet. I probably I mean, should have done that before I got on with you. It was one of those deals to me where if you have a if you have a pre conception of who Bobby Pierce is, uh, then you're you're pretty confident as to who was the problem there, right? Like, but like I also I've watched Pierce race for long enough. When he gets going on that top side, and he was running it hard, and a guy like Madden doesn't run it the same way that Pierce does, you know, Bobby will throw it into the corner as hard as I've ever seen anybody in dirt late model racing, and that's conducive to him running up your ass. Like I, it just is. And I don't think Bobby meant to do it, but I, I think that he runs so hard in those instances that Madden was clearly like, you could see what Madden was trying to do. It was more of a diamond, but nobody, nobody throws it in as hard as Bobby does up top. And it's just, it was just a, a racing deal. If I'm Chris Madden and I'm a Chris Madden fan, I'm pissed. If I'm a Bobby Pierce fan, I'm like, get the hell out of the way. You know, like I, I I, I totally see both sides there. That's what you got to expect with Pierce is he's going to run that outside line. He's going to get out uh, right on that cushion and just run it on the top, the whole line and uh, watching sprint cars as much as I have my whole life. Like, there's two lines on the track. It's the bottom and the top. And if you're going to diamond, you're putting yourself, making yourself susceptible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was one of those, I don't know how much national play that got, but hopefully our audience picked it up. Cause it was, I thought it was the most dramatic uh, thing that happened over the, I don't know. Probably there's not a lot more drama than the end of the night there at, uh, at Knoxville. That was fun. Um, and then, so NASCAR as well. We didn't have IndyCar, did we? We did not. IndyCar took two weeks off in the middle here uh, okay. before their last three races, I think, which is kind of tough for them. I think they should have tried to put more in right before football season. But All right, run us down the NASCAR deal. You have a bunch of notes here that you yeah, want to get to. I was going to say, I tried to explain to you as, as simply as I could. It's somewhat tough. Uh, if you look at it every year, it gets a lot easier to follow. Um, but, yeah, so Ryan Blaney won – last night at Daytona and I put plate racing is like a separate thing from this. So we're doing playoffs okay. first, right? Whatever um, you want. You're the boss. Yeah. Two laps to go. There's the top 12 drivers. Eight of them didn't have a win, but we're in the top 30 in points. So essentially if any of them happened to be at the lead, when everyone started wrecking, they'd be in the playoffs. It would have been a Michael McDowell situation. Same thing. Um, who is in the playoffs now? 
Uh, but Ryan Blaney comes out on top, finishes the regular season with two wins in a row. Uh, I did want to talk to you about that before I go any farther. I don't think that puts him at any more momentous of a spot than he was at two weeks ago, other than just getting a second win in a season. Blaney? Yeah. I mean, like, Michigan was like a weird race, and, you know, he acknowledged in victory lane that, you know, I don't want to race like that, and we only won the race because we could hold him off with air. See, so okay, he, this is where – It's just a crapshoot. Let's get into the plate thing. And th- this is my I, en- I there's two different things like there's like I can sit and enjoy the race. Like I enjoyed the race last night. Like I did. I was sitting there and I had a whiskey and I I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. But I can also be a race fan who just hates the randomness of it, you know? And that that that's really my deal when it comes to the plate racing. It's like I mean, did did Blaney deserve to win that last night? Well, that again, that's going to depend on who you talk to. Like, if you were if you were ranking your top five drivers in plate racing or super speedway racing now, because they don't have restrictor plates anymore, would you put Blaney in it? I mean, I honestly, that's a man. You're just throwing me a curveball there. Probably, I'm just he's I'm saying I, I'm saying I would 100. percent Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, that's um, what I wanted because I I agree with you, especially from covering a race. Like I was sitting there last night. You know, I'm at the Barnstormers game, so mm-hmm. kind of crap going in my head. But I'm like, okay, Logano's in the lead. In yeah. two laps, he probably won't be there. You know, yeah. Uh, I just. The first 150 laps don't really mean too much. That's my problem with it. Like I should I, say I should 140 because we have Rick Ware cars, and I'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> they changed that whole fucking race. They, Just from running so slow, multiple times they're getting lapped, and instead of going to the inside while they're getting lapped, they take the fucking high line. And I don't like keep package. having to swear. I'm sorry. I'm just so pissed at these guys, man. <laughs> it's annoying. Like I'm sitting there watching. And I was like, someone's going to like get in a huge wreck because these two slow cars want to ride the top side at Daytona. And that, it's like, okay. But what you're explaining is my, why I'm just fed up with the, the plate tracks. And again, like I, you can be entertained and still be annoyed. Like there's so much crap that can happen to you that you have no control of like what you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that it just like, it's such a Russian roulette thing. And listen, I've, I've been entertained. I've been annoyed last night. I was kind of like, all right, because of what you're talking about. And there are a couple of things that happened late in that race where it's just like, God damn it. Like, now here's, I, you here's know, where I, like, I just want, like, I want real racing where the best cars and the best drivers and the best strategy wins. There's strategy involved in this. Like, I'm not going to say that there's not like, because it's not a fluke. Like you're saying that there are better plate racers than others. So like, it is a skill, but man, like, um, there's so much torn up shit at the end of the night. And it's just like, you just pray that your guy's going to be in the right spot at the right time. And like, to me. I don't know. I'm just kind of getting over it. And it's, I think it's because I just like short tracks so much more. Like I am, I'm kind of just fed up. No, that's fair. And it's different. I guess is where I wanted to counter though. Um, Cause if that Rick Ware stuff, if they didn't take each other out and bring out a caution with 17 laps to go, that race turns out in a completely different fashion. Ford came in early, took a real bad strategy. I thought in my opinion, the Ford guys were almost going to get lapped by the guys coming up behind them. And with, the speeds the cars are going at, I think Chevy's and Toyota's would have either 
A pitted at the same time or B pitted at different times, but either way, both came out in front of all the Fords. All the Fords would have been in the back. Now that's, you're looking at uh, Blaney, you're looking at the Benedetto who are both good plate racers, right? But the whole night we saw Austin Dillon go to work. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was good. Bubba Wallace finished second after uh, the 17 failed inspection at like midnight, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the top plate racers rise to the top still at the plate tracks. And I think that that's fair. It, you know, to where it's not as Russian roulette as you're saying. But I think the reason it was last night was because of Rick Ware racing. And <laughs> God bless him for trying, I suppose. But my goodness, get the slow cars off the track for the last 30 laps. I don't want to see them there. Yeah, I would I would enjoy it a lot more if if that were the case. Again, I'm not like this proponent of like, oh, get rid of them. Like, I'm not, not saying that. I just... Well, it's fine. Everyone has to run a race. You have to run a race that slow to get into NASCAR at times. You know, if, if I go out and start a new team, I'm not going to win Daytona, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for gosh sakes, NASCAR, get, get them off the track in the last like 60 laps do something to make sure that like something like that doesn't impact your race. Did you enjoy because it? I thought what did you enjoy the race? Oh yeah. I thought that was the best NASCAR could do uh, with that package. And we saw Kevin Harvick spin at full speed and the highest he got off the ground was about an inch and a half. I actually had a couple of people tell me that last night after I, put I, think, I don't I think NASCAR can improve yeah. the package at all at super speedways. Uh, from what they had last night. It's better than the and mile and a half. They didn't, wreck every five, they didn't wreck every five laps like they did. Yeah, in the- but like, so for me though, and this is, I think, a problem for NASCAR is I I did not watch Connor until the third stage. I mean, I had like my little notifications and stuff in case Chase or Larson got in a wreck or whatever, like, but I, I just don't see the need. So you somewhat missed some of the better racing of the night. I thought it was better early on because they were still feeling that out. And it was kind of, you know, looking at Reddick wanted to be more aggressive and he should have yeah, been. Just, but it doesn't matter. Right. Well, the stage points to that, to those yeah. two cars matter. Yeah. But that, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, to wrap up that, though, Kyle Larson's the regular season champion, only guy with five wins, only guy with four wins or more. Uh, and he's got like a 40 point cushion on, 47 point cushion on the cutoff. He's really the only guy that goes in the, playoffs with a huge advantage in that the system worked then because he was by far in my opinion i mean not it's not my opinion the numbers prove it he was the class of the field like i oh yeah absolutely he's won the chili bowl this year the national nationals the king's royal yeah no i'm i'm cool with the playoffs i, I think a guy like reddick i was glad to see him get in um you know he is been one of the more consistent drivers in and i mean 13 top 10s there i mean that's his I mean, Larson has 18, uh, but Truex has 13. I mean, he's right there, you know. That's been one of my favorite bets throughout the years, just betting on um, Reddick to get a top 10. Uh, Harvick sneaks in there, which is kind of like whatever. Um, I don't think that anybody at Stuart Haas is going to be doing anything, but no, it'll it'll be fun. I mean, I, I think that, yeah, I'm I'm locked in. Like, I, NASCAR is... They've they've done it to me. Like I'm I'm as I, I've said this before. I'm as into NASCAR now as I was in the mid 2000s, which is really saying something. Like I'm I'm hanging on every 
piece. I'm, I'm, I'm counting down the days until race day. Like they've, they've done a really good job in this. I'm a guy who had turned into a casual fan. I had gone from a diehard to a casual fan. I'm back in the diehard category. This will be good. I'm, I'm ready I, a little bit. Like, uh, like I, I wish McDowell wasn't in the playoff, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, like it, yeah, it, it yeah, doesn't I matter. It. I like the idea that, Hey, if you want to race, you're in like, that's cool. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bitch about it. Like I'm totally. Yeah. Okay and I think, I think the like, I like the playoff format, and I get why people don't like it. And my my beef is we need to move the championship every year. I would Phoenix agree. Was, Phoenix I, was supposed to be this like massive like infield experience and everything, and COVID hit. And I don't like Daytona leading into the chase, though. You didn't like that? I no. thought that like may I thought that created like so much excitement. No, like, that I, was like the weirdest regular season finale we'll ever see, and. To that, not to anyone's credit, they got lucky. They lucked into it. It didn't change anything. Yeah, no, I, I don't like it. I, I would rather it be ru- less Russian roulette to get, put it like, didn't they used to have Richmond was the last race before the chance? Yeah. That's yeah. a perfect track for that. I think Richmond's in the playoffs now, isn't it? Yeah, it's it fine. Not. But I, I'm just saying like that night before with all the drama, like give me a short track that, but I, you know me. No, that's though. fair. I like I, Richmond's one of my favorite tracks. You know me. I would always want a short track for every week if it were <laughs> like I mean we w- that's all we would race, and then everybody would bitch about that. But I'm I'm good on NASCAR. What else you got for us this yeah, week? Yeah, let's move on to my favorite topic of Formula One. <laughs> want to talk about the race today, Chris? How'd the race go? <laughs> I'll talk about it. I was up uh, Belgian Grand Prix. I was uh, okay. So I actually. Will you come into this conversation with an open mind? Probably not, but I'll tell you I will. So let's have a discussion. Let's go. Ask, do you want me to do yeah. you want me to rant first so that you can change my mind after that? Set the table, don't rant yet, and then I'll I'll attempt to talk to you and then you can rant. Okay, so Formula One wakes up today. Yep. It's raining outside, kinda of wet. Well, it's been raining all weekend. Like it that that's right. an important part of this equation. Right. And it's not like the downpour is not stopping. So they decide to, when the race is supposed to start, are taking cars to the field. Uh, Red Bull, Perez, uh, gifts it just into the fence. And so they let them fix it. Everything's good there. Uh, and they bring the cars back down pit road because it's not safe. So go into a race, into a rain delay. They have like a three hour limit to finish the race. And it took them two hours, Chris, to figure out what, what if we just paused the stopwatch? That way we could still be under red yeah, flag uh, and we're not taking time away from the rate. Like, yeah, it's insane. It's elementary school thinking that if NASCAR ever did this, they would get absolutely throttled online. I, I agree. Uh, is that, is that your biggest beef? Um, what, what's your biggest, like, because first of all, when it comes to the um, my biggest beef is that no one's watching a race there all weekend. So you know, like yeah. So the, have a rain day. I I thought you were. I agree with that. It's awful. And if I like when I retire, like I'm pray to God I have enough money. I want to go to like a bunch of these Formula One tracks around the world. I thought you were going to say you wanted to buy a Formula One team. No. That's something you would think about doing. I will never <laughs> be able to afford that, or even. I, I would not be able to afford one percent of a Formula One team. If you guys, if, if I won the lottery, money. if I won the lottery, I, I swear, like one of those like big ones, like three hundred and fifty million, I would 
buy a and would create a and buy a dirt weight model team. It's better than half one crew. No, it's I, that's really what I would do, and I would have one of those badass like million dollar RVs, and I just drive around the country with my dirt weight model team, and we'd be the best funded, and it would be great. It would just be like your guy uh, Brandon Shepard, who just drives around with the best equipment, and then everybody thinks he's this amazing driver. Probably beats the Lucas guys so much. You gotta take just a kidding. look. Kidding? I love B Sheps. He's. <laughs> I just. It's an inside joke between me and Connor. Um. Okay, so first of all, like comparing NASCAR and Formula One, it's just a super. I, it's a super. I don't want to say I'm comparing thing. NASCAR and Formula One. I'm comparing any series in the world. Well, you can't really be in, to F1. Okay, then hear me out. Like NASCAR, IndyCar, whatever. Freaking World of Outlaws. I, I just, care. I just wanted to make that clear the, because it, it, most it, of my. I understand, but and I, I'm a big Formula One fan, and I have been for a really long time. So let me explain to you why you just can't. No, you're good, is be the the FIA is so stupid and bureaucratic that well, it, it's just like the United States government. Like, there's so many common sense and basic things that we're like, oh yeah, well, you know, these Afghan refugees who helped us over the last 20 years. Oh, but we can't get them a freaking visa. Why not? Because bureaucracy sucks. Like it just takes too long. Shit takes too long. That's the, it's always been the problem with formula one NASCAR. It will just, cause it's the big dog here. It, it's always been one guy. What's bill France think? You know, like it's, he right. is the and they've had issues with the rain races. Yeah. So year. my thing with, with, with formula one today, like, it sucked. Like there's no like defense of it. It was an awful situation. I, the one thing I can defend them for is awarding half points in, in this. Right, is, because you qualify and then you don't really expect too many cars to pass. Well, each other. So my, it's like, just like if the race won. that's my, well, I'm just, I'm joking with you, but you're, you're joking with me, but you're kind of right. And my point is that qualifying in formula one, and practice in Formula One means so much more to that race weekend than right. it does in NASCAR or IndyCar because of the, uh, you know, a lot of different things. But that it's just it fundamentally means more to qualify well in Formula One because it's more difficult to pass. It's not an excuse. It's just that's why I'm OK with it, like how they did it today. Like you it's at some point you should get rewarded for what you had done prior to that. I'm totally fine with George Russell, you know, getting his first podium in that sense. It sucks for him. He should have, he should have a podium and a win last year in a Hamilton car. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it sucked. Like I, I was super frustrated. I, I mean, I'm always up at that time, but Sunday mornings have kind of just become natural for me to be watching F1. Yeah. Like I, it, it sucks, but like there's pros and cons to everything. And a big con for formula one is the, it's so bureaucratic and they've, and they'll be like, Oh, well it's tradition. And like, uh, we've always done it this way. And it it just makes you want to scream. And I I was with you. Like I was watching it on TV today. I'm like, why don't we just wait and do it tomorrow? I actually didn't watch it. I was looking for for a stream. Couldn't get it to work. Uh, and then I saw what was happening on Twitter and got a big smile on my face. I said, this is going to play really good. Oh yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking, specifically during the during the thing I got Connor's gonna be bitching about this. <laughs> I do so 
to wrap up my thinking of this, yes. I, and someone accused me of like, I said something like, God, F1 is dumb. And they're like, are you saying they're not supporting safety by bringing them off the track? That was the perfect decision, complete right decision. You run them out there and they're like, wow, we still can't see anything. So bring them back in. Like, fine. That's perfect. Um, the half point thing is weird. I don't 0.5 on the standings, but I, I'll get over that. I don't really care. The fans that went there did not get to see a race. Yeah, it sucks. They yeah. have Monday. They have Tuesday. They have Wednesday. And my friend was like, well, Connor, they got to pack everything up and fly to a different country. They're going all around the world. I did some expert research. I Google searched the distance between the Belgium yeah, Grand Prix and the all. Netherlands one that's next week. It's like right it's up the street. Two hours and 20 minutes. Like a World of Outlaws crew is laughing at these <laughs> schmucks that they can't get two hours and 20 minutes away to the next village where they're going to run their little rinky dink series. There's no excuse. I, I'm not going to make one for them. Yeah. And then, I mean, one of the 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 accounts tweeted out, like one of the hills was like littered with trash and I'm not trying to say I love littering or anything, but I would expect that. I would have been, especially because they made those fans sit out as long as they did and then just be like, ah, screw it. They came, what was weird was they came back on the broadcast and acted as if it was like the longest delay ever. Yeah. I'm like, we've seen like way longer delays in NASCAR. We've seen a day and a half and you're sitting here like, Oh my God, two hours later, we were finally starting the race. It's like, dude, well, calm I think down. A part of the problem that they have is the fact that, um, you know, they move their races around so they can be on when Americans can watch. Right. You know, so it's not like they're starting at like an ideal time, but yeah, like there's zero reason to not just run the damn race tomorrow. Like who cares? Yeah. And just do it. It's, Anything TV and F one's going to get on TV. Like, yeah, especially now. Tomorrow, there's nothing going on. I mean, their ratings keep going up. Like, this was a bad. Right. This was a bad decision. There's, there's no doubt about it. All right, where else we got before we wrap things up? Um, did you want to preview next week, or are you talking about wrap oh, up? Real this quick, uh, Donnie Shots gets another win. My guy. I was, yeah, I was going to mention that too because we got World of Outlaws tonight. We're recording Sunday afternoon, guys. So sorry. Chris is being a drama queen about when our calendar is and all that. What do you mean? I'm just, I'm just Dude, doing I, shit. I, it is, uh, that was an awesome race on Friday night. I've tried telling you guys about I-80, how great of a track it is. I've not, I haven't seen nearly as much uh, sprint cars. I've seen ASCS stuff, but I, the Outlaws last year were there, but that was a, I mean, you talk about multi-grooves, like shots just hugging the bottom. He's, that was a nine-minute green flag entertaining race. It was yeah. sweet. Shots is, man, he, he's running really well right now. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Like, I, I might buy me, I might go pull Connor Ferguson and buy me a new t-shirt. Give me a Donnie Shots t-shirt. <laughs> Something I never thought I'd do five years ago. I got I, my uh, Casey Kane and Kyle Larson ones in the mail. Old comes. school, um, I'm going old man Shots, man. I, but I've had, a, I really have a, had a lot of fun watching kind of his resurgence here later on in the summer. Yeah, it's, it's a great time and uh, just... Yeah, he's turned into our hero, I guess. I guess we're going to be talking about Donnie Shots every week. If he keeps winning. Yeah, uh, he might win tonight. They're at a uh, the Outlaw, or not Outlaw, the, um, what do they call it? The Black Hills Speedway, I think. Okay, up in South up in, uh, South Dakota. I mean, it's another track that Donnie Shots, I'm sure, has ran a lot of laps at. Uh, 
and we'll see how he does. Tyler Courtney is going off with the All-Stars. He's making Pennsylvania fans just cry themselves to sleep. That's great to see. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been keeping too much. Uh, I, you know, it's football season for me now, so I've got to right. somewhat limit the amount of racing, so I haven't watched the All-Stars much. But um, the one thing I do have circled is the World 100 coming up. That will be um, – because it's kind of a Brandon Overton versus the world still. Um, all the you don't dev- think model star Kyle Larson is going to come out there and win all? Will he race? I think he's entered in it. Okay, in so I mean, basically, it's Kyle Larson, Brandon Overton. I mean, Devin Moran staking. You know that that was an impressive weekend that he laid down. Moran's yeah. had some step up wins this year. I yep. really like what I'm seeing out of him. Bobby Pierce will be all right. That was the first big race he won, right? Uh, Moran, that was his highest paying race. No, yeah. I met Pierce a few years ago in the World Run. Oh, yeah. Isn't he the youngest winner in race history? I, something like that, yeah. It, it was fun, though. I, I I watched Donnie Moran race a lot growing up. Me, uh, You guys will hear me talk about my Uncle Dick and our tours around the Midwest, but we, we used to travel around with this group of folks from Wisconsin who were big Donnie Moran fans. and Yeah, that, that is neat to see. And his brothers, his crew chief... He's he's going to be a guy, you know, in the future, I think, that's going to be winning a lot of crown jewels and stuff. So, I mean, he's peaking at the right time. I just wish the world – it gets hard for me, Connor, when, when football starts because – Yeah, you well, know, that's what I'm here for. We're going we're gonna to keep you up on it. <laughs> no, it's it's tough to do. That's good. Yeah, there's I got to take like an extra 20 minutes or so every day and just like – get caught up on different things or like, especially if I watch more racing than I do football on a Saturday, then I got to catch up on what happened in college football. And that's just me and I'm weird. So it's all good, brother. I do want to, uh, before we get done, give a shout out to Clint Garner. I uh, won his ninth three sixty yes. title at Knoxville last night. I think I bought him a beer on Twitter. Uh, he, uh, barely, I, I he barely no, won that beer. title though. That three sixty deal was crazy. I apparently, yeah, I, I was listening to, the back end of it on the way home. But I mean, to, I saw the qualifying and the two guys that are like 80 points back in qualifying are like qualifying first and second. And Ryan Giles had went out and got like 25th in time trials. It's like, man, that's rough. We should try and yeah. get Clint on sometime in the next couple of weeks. I bet Kendra at Knoxville can help us do that. I think we definitely can. I think uh Kirstie might have a good contact with him. I've been out there drinking with those guys a few times. They're fantastic, fantastic people. Well, that's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah. Shout out to him and uh Davey Heskin at Knoxville. That was awesome. I'm uh and then we've also got to uh shout out to my uh relative Dane. He uh sent me a text last night, Connor, that they've got a record entry to the Boone Super Nationals, the IMCA Super Nationals. So my buddy, my buddy lives, my buddy lives right down by the track down there. So we're gonna, go, I'm gonna go out there and watch as a fan because a lot you. of the stuff that runs, and nothing, you know, disrespectful to Boone Nationals, but a lot of the stuff they're running isn't stuff we generally cover uh, over the years. So I'm gonna go out and try to experience what the uh, you should just crowd is like in the middle of the week. Do that and write a column about the experience. Yeah, it's it's neat. Yeah. I, when I was in college, I would always go on Monday night to watch the back then it was the Deary Brothers uh, late models the, the summer series, which is now that doesn't even exist. Right? Is it the is it is it kind of what the hell tour is? No, it's basically the Hoker Trucking East. 
gotcha. series for the SLMR. I mean, it, it basically scooped up most of those guys. But yeah, like I would always go on Monday night because that was when the late models raced. And you just never knew because we didn't have school, right? Because it's Labor Day usually. And, you know, you get there at four, you just, and I, I'd always call and be like, Hey, when are the late models going? And this, the lady be like, it just depends, you know, cause they're just, you know, bringing out like 50 heat races of all these cars that I had never seen, but it's a blast. Like if, again, that's the problem for me. If that damn thing wasn't in Cyhawk football week, I'd probably be camping out and yeah, it's, watching uh, it every year. The thing I've said for years is if you're going to schedule an event in the state of Iowa and you do it on Cyhawk Saturday, I'm not going to view you as a very smart person. Yeah. Uh, so if the event promoter of Boone happens to listen to this, <laughs> it's, I I'd, don't, love to, I'd love to have a conversation and tell you why you're missing out on so many events. It, I'd I don't, I don't know who it is, but in their defense, my guess is it is not a Boone decision. I'm guessing this is an IMCA national. It might be. It might be the weekend it can fit, but you call them and you say, hey, we got to figure out how to move this. I agree. I think they're doing just fine, though. They've been doing it. No, they're, they're going to do as fine as they want. <laughs> the reason I heard about it for the first time last year. Man, I, I don't know how. Uh, it's a huge deal in grassroots racing, so... I guarantee a lot of the people listening will be out at that. It's a hell of a time. Someone's going to flame me for one of the things I said in the past three minutes. So yeah, well, can't wait for that. <laughs> welcome to welcome to the medium, buddy. I'm right there. All right, uh, you good then? Anything else? I'm I'm good to go. Uh, World of Outlaws Skagit Nationals next week. They're kind of heading out west. That's going to be cool to see. My buddy Dominic Selzy is killing it uh, in California. Austin McCarl is going to be out there pretty soon, I think. And um, Southern Five Hundred at Darlington kicks off the NASCAR playoffs next Sunday. So amped for that. And let's uh, get college football season and raising season uh, yes. all wrapped up here. Perfect. Perfect way to start the playoffs at Darlington. I, I love that. That's, that's a, they've gotten a lot of play out of that track since the pandemic. They, I mean, it's, it's been a resurgence, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Connor. Appreciate you, man. He's Connor Ferguson. Always race day. Um, Please rate, review, subscribe, anything you can do to help spread the word. That is how we are going to grow this thing. It has to be through you guys. Let us know you're out there. We appreciate it. With that, uh, signing off for Connor, my name's Chris Williams. Have a great week, everybody.